Thank you, Brother Tommy. You know, the book says that even the rocks cry out in praise to our Lord, so I figure Blondie's child learned it from her. No problem. When did you know I was thinking of you? If you have your Bibles and take them and open up to Psalms 133. Psalms 133. The title of the message is Our, Our Unity. Psalms 133. Why do you come to church? Not looking for an answer. I want you to think about that in your own mind. When you came this morning, why'd you come? What made you want to come? What was the desire? And basically, I'm looking, what was the root of that desire? What is it that you like coming to this church? Why are you a member of this church? There's a whole bunch of other churches in town. Why do you come to this one? What makes it special to you? What presents that reason that you want to be here? Psalms 133. Invite you to stand if you're able to honor the reading of God's Word. Psalms 133, beginning in verse 1. Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon, descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life evermore. You may be seated. David writes this psalm, or a song as it is. In the Bible it tells us it's a song of accents and of scent. It is about praising God. We talk a lot about having the unity of the Spirit. What exactly is that and how do we develop it? Well, Scripture is very clear on those things for us. Turn, if you will, over to Ephesians. We'll look at several Scriptures this morning. Book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, Paul writes this to the church at Ephesus. He says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called. Listen to what he says. I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. 
God's making that to each individual. With all lowliness, verse 2, and gentleness, with long-suffering and bearing with one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is but one body and one Spirit, just as you were called into one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. God gives us the very first description of unity all the way back in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. And Scripture records as God is making all of creation in 126, it is written, it says, Let us make man, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All the other descriptions, as God looks at what He has seen, He says, and it was good at the end of that day, as you read in chapter 1. But after making man, He makes a different statement in saying, it was very good. Now, we know that all three uh, were there through all of the creation, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But God specifically calls it out when He makes man, saying, let us make man. So that tells me that each one of the Trinity has a piece in how we were created. The difference between us and the animals in the other creatures that are created is we have a soul. I would draw the inference that that means the Holy Spirit said, Father, I need a place to dwell. There's not a single one of us want to be without a place to stay, right? A place you can get cooled off in the summer. And when you get this nice little bitter Canadian Arctic fronts that we have come through in the winter and it drops down 12 degrees and the wind blows 90 miles an hour so that you got a negative wind chill factor you kind of nice to have that house right some kind even just nice to get in the truck even if the truck ain't warning it's better than having the wind right the spirit wanted a place to reside and that same spirit is what creates our unity. Christ died on the cross that you and I might be reconciled, that again, we can be the way God intended for us to have a relationship. And Jesus says when he talks about the temple, that the temple or the holy of holies, that all through the Old Testament as they built that, it talked about the Spirit of God. He gave it an analogy of seeing like a cloud come and dwell in that inner sanctum. That was God's spot. You see, that's the Holy Spirit spot in our lives. That spot is there for each of us, even before we know Christ. But when we ask Christ to come into our hearts, it is the Spirit that comes in and dwells within us. I would tell you and submit to you, I ask you, why did you come to church? What makes you want to be in this place with this other body of believers? What I would tell you it is, I firmly believe, the unity of the Spirit. 
There's not a single one of you that came to Christ without His drawing. There's not a single one of you that came to be a member of this church or even here today, even if you're visiting, <clears throat> I'm firmly convinced that it's not by chance, it's not by circumstances, God brought you here for a reason today. Everything, songs that you sang, I'm a still believer in that. I don't tell them what to sing, they don't tell me what to preach. I, God orchestrates it. And that's what we want. Because He knows what each one of us needs. Many a time, each one of you will hear a message that the Lord has given me that I put out. And each one of you, you know, have in your own way and wherever, wherever you're at in your walk and relationship with Him, get something different out of that message. Now, am I smart that I know all that? Nope, because you come up and tell me, you were preaching right at me. Your message talked to me about this. And somebody else goes and they say, it talked about this. I'm going, well, that really wasn't what I was trying to preach, but y'all both got something different out of it. Because see, it's not going to be me preaching anyway. It should be the Spirit. I want you to think about, we just ended the year. Last Sunday we had our regular conference. I want you to think about those of you who attended. I want you to think about this church for a moment. It's not my church, not your church. It's God's church, and He's allowed us to be here. We have no debt. It was started... With the preacher and the songs, and there was two people, because we went down, the nine of us that were singing went down and sat out there, so we had somebody to preach to. We started in the Ramblin' Rose. Then it came to be built out here. We've added on. We've, we've grown. We've shrunk. We've grown again. It goes back and forth. But no matter what the need is, those of you that's been here for a while, have you noticed how God always brings somebody in that's willing to take care of the need that we had? Every single time. He takes care of all of our financial needs. We pray for others. We have time for praise and prayer. I told you all that before. Sometimes that comes under people questioning, well, you know, the service went long. Golly, we had... Praise and prayer for 30 minutes or 40 minutes. You're right. We don't shut it off. That's not our time. That's his time. To praise him for what he's done. But also to bring our request. You realize in this community, you know that people who don't even go to this church that you know say, hey, I know you are part of that cowboy church that's a praying church. Would you put me on your prayer list? Lord tells us that we're to be a light into a dark world. He also talks about that we're to be the salt. I have to believe based on things like that that come out of our community of folks who never even have walked in the door, and that's fine. They need to go. Be the first one to tell you, you need to go where God leads and directs you to go. Because you ain't going to be happy otherwise, and neither are we. If you're here and that isn't where God wants you, it ain't going to keep unity going. But it is about the unity. That's why they realize this light of the earth, the salt of the earth, that Jesus prescribes for us to see this body of believers because of unity and spirit with him 
is doing just that, that others look and they go, there's something different about that church. Yeah, there probably is something different about us. Paul calls it being a peculiar people. We probably use the word, y'all weird out there, you know. Y'all don't have a choir, y'all don't pass the plate, y'all don't do... We're different than probably all that's on a lot of the other churches. But the thing we're committed to is his word and following his lead. And we have been extremely blessed. Not just my opinion, I'll tell you, that it comes based on scripture itself. Look back there for a moment at what Ephesians says, what Paul writes. He says, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. We were called to be this body of believers. Folks along the way said, oh, it'll never work. Yeah, it's just a flash in a pan. It'll go away. That was in 2002, so we've been here over 20-something years. We keep moving forward. Yeah, we've grown, we've shrunk, we've grown again, and we'll grow again and we'll shrink again. He also then says, with all the lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with one another. There's been times that we've had struggle in here between all the folks in here. I mean, you got to think, and look how many different characters we've got in this church. <laughs> and each one of us have a little bit different characteristics. But when it comes right down to what we're trying to accomplish and what God has for us, we come together in one mind. We've seen that from the elder body. I've told y'all before about that. Sometimes we all have different opinions. We go pray about it. We come back. It may be totally different, but it's in sync. We've done that in these church conferences about how we conduct our business, what we see vision for the church. When we pray about it and put it to him, it's amazing how that focus comes all together. That's a unity. And we try to go strictly by his word so it's not about what I think. It's not about what you think or anybody else thinks. It's what God thinks. Ultimately, that is the final resolve of any question. What does scripture say? He, ne he says, endeavoring to keep the unity in verse 3 of the spirit in the bonds of peace. Any of y'all like chaos and upheaval? and No, we... We want that peace and harmony because it gives us gladness. We can come and enjoy whatever the event may be, whatever we're doing, whether it's reading Scripture, listening to music, having a meal, whatever it is, it's because of that unity. There's peace. I'll probably venture to say that you come here, at least I would hope, is because of the unity of God that you feel. That you come to worship Him with others who also come to worship Him. We laugh, we tease, we have a good time. But our true business is to worship, to hear from His Spirit speaking to our spirit. Just as He said, let us make man, let us worship it's what we are striving for 
Paul continues on. He says, there is one body and one spirit. So if we're not allowing his spirit to live through us, we're going to be out of sync with the body of believers. This church, this body. One day we'll have a whole lot more to be in sync with. And I am assured that it will be in sync because it's his spirit that flows from churches all over. It's not about denominations. It's about him. When we get right with ourselves, we see that in our own family. When our, when our family gets right with the Lord and puts them first, the peace and harmony that's in that family, and it moves forward. But when we're fighting with each other, we become stagnant. And everybody in here, because it's such a farming and ranching community, understands how bad stagnated water is. It's good for nothing. If it's stagnated long enough, it kills what's living, the livestock. It becomes tainted. He then says, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. He wooed all of us in here for his plan, his purpose, not ours. It's his plan. And his plan, he says from the very beginning, is that we have a relationship with him and that all, that's why he sent Jesus Christ, that whosoever believes, all have access to be a part of God's family. He made it and he created it. He says there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all, and I really like that last and in you all. See, it wasn't Paul's little minions following him. They all belong to Jesus Christ. He was just there to shepherd. Turn, if you will, back over to Matthew 18 for a moment. See what our Lord has to say about this. Why we see God working within the body of these believers and touching those that we bring up in prayer and what we've seen take place and the miracles that are performed, and that's what they are, are miracles. In Matthew 18, Jesus is speaking, beginning in verse 18. He said, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, how can that be? Because of one spirit. If we're following Christ and we ask in His name and His Spirit lives in us, it's bound straight up with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit because that Holy Spirit is in all. He continues on. He says, Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. When we come to praise and prayer, we're bringing those prayer requests and we pray together for those who have been brought before. That's why at the end of praise and prayer, we, we offer that anything that, you know, we're human. We have forgetting to bring up certain names or issues or maybe for some reason we don't feel like it should be brought totally out front. That's fine. And we say, you can say unspoken, but it is a prayer of everyone here together in unity. Hebrews tells us, forsake not the gathering together of ourselves. And that is why there is power in that unity and God hears it. 
We have the signs that talk about praying, that our only hope is prayer. And it tells us there in Chronicles that when God's people humble themselves and God's people ask for forgiveness and God's people bring forth the request, he says, I hear it. That is the unity. But he's also a compassionate God that each one of us can pray our own individual needs, but those that are special, we ask others to pray with us. Why? Because of that scripture right there. Verse 18 and 19, and he continues with verse 20. For when two or more are gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst of them. See, that's why I tell you it's not by chance you're here. Because there's two or more of us gathered and God brought each one of us for a reason coming together this morning. He proved it before. Turn, if you will, over to Acts chapter 2. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he told the disciples, he says, wait, don't go. I'm going to paraphrase the scripture. He says, wait and don't go out already beginning to minister like you have i want you to go into jerusalem and wait there until the spirit comes upon you the comforter that he's promised to send because he would ascend and then the holy spirit would come to each of us and so what he has there is he has them waiting and think about it for a moment they're all waiting for what one thing the holy spirit to be embarked upon their lives and in 2, in chapter 2, in verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all of one accord in one place. He likens our relationship just like a marriage. If we don't have time to communicate with each other, with our spouse, with our family internally, how do we expect to communicate with those outside? That's a long time truth. If everything's not happy at home, it isn't going to be happy at work. It isn't going to be happy out in the community. It ain't going to be happy at none of your social events because you're trying to escape something you're having to deal with. That's why people use alcohol and drugs and all of these other things. We're looking for that escape. We're looking for something to feel the God spot, the Holy of Holies, our soul, when it needs to be the Holy Spirit. And we understand what took place at Pentecost. They became one accord. What power that day. And Scripture records how that all could hear and how many came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And you see, that's no different than what takes place in this church. in every facet and ministry that's a part of this church. When we meet as believers, when the ladies have their ministry, their meetings, and they go out into the community, it is an extension again of that spirit that is there. Now, folks, don't get me wrong. The old devil does not like that, and he's going to fight it all that he possibly can, and he's going to try to get a toenail in a cracked door so he can kick the door wide open and cause dissension and heartache and ill feelings and everything else that he can do. That is his nature. 
You want to look at our country and talk about the chaos, you know, and if you do listen to the news, and I understand why you don't listen, Herman, it's depressing. But when you do listen to the news and you can't believe everything that's going on in our nation and all of the pundits keep asking, why, why, why? It's one simple answer, evil. You want to know why some dude goes and kills 15 kids? Evil. You can attach whatever you want, but if you get to the root cause, it's evil. A sinful nature. Our biggest unity is our biggest club against evil. When we come together in the Spirit, we just read the Scripture, it says whatever we bind will be bound in heaven. We've got the largest power known anywhere in the universe the God of everything is on our side and says, y'all agreed, it's bound, it's done. We just don't believe it a lot of times. We pray it, but we let doubt come in. There's that toenail. In all honesty, he's just saying amen, it's okay. I'm good with it. All little children do, you know, have to say something. Even four-legged ones. He looks for that toenail to get in. How many churches have you seen divide lately? And they're still in the process, aren't they? Every single denomination you can mention has done it. Don't get me wrong, I was raised Baptist, okay? But the problem with denomination and begin to figure that out was the fact that it incorporates what man thinks rather than what God's Word says. That's why I committed to y'all and I committed to the Lord when He asked me to be this pastor was what I preach is not going to be what I think. It's going to be what His Word says. If it's what I think, I'll preface that and tell you that's SDN philosophy. That's why He's the ultimate source. And every bit of it, from beginning to end, is to be preached. It's to be believed. If you can't have unity in His Word, then you ain't got unity, period. If you don't believe, that is the incarnate Word of God. Otherwise, we're wasting our time spinning our wheels. You are a part of that unity. You have made. A commitment to follow the Lord and the leading of Him by His Holy Spirit to make this body of believers, this church, successful. Not our power, but the lack of our power that we yielded all to Him. That's the unity. And if you come to church to worship, See, that worship does nothing but grow stronger and bigger when we coalesce together with one purpose. And I would hope, or at least tell you, that what God's desire is that we look forward to coming together with other believers in a body of believership, that when you come, it is in unity to worship and to be fed by Him. And that goes for anything that we do. You say, well, I go to work 
to make money. Yep, I'll agree with that, and I thought you used to think that. I go to work every day outside of this job to make sure that I do whatever it is that he's called me to do. That includes testifying to him. That includes things go bad and you stay positive. People go, how can you be positive? Look at everything going bad. That project's going down the hole. Nope. I've already prayed over it. I don't know how, but we're going to see a miracle take place. When you take a project, turn it around, that's losing over $2 million, and it comes back positive or breaks even, that's a miracle, folks. I'm here to tell you. And he does it every day in everything that we have if we commit it to him. He's that interested because now those spirits, mine, his, yours, his, is aligned. God intends it for it to be good and prosperous as his word tells us. The devil, on the other hand, is like that lion, seeking whom he may devour. If it's good and wholesome and there's peace and harmony in it, I promise you God's in it. If it's full of chaos and disaster, I assure you, the devil's leading the way. So we choose. That's the thing God gave us. We get to choose whether we want an abundant life or we want a chaotic life basically filled with hell. And that is exactly what he created hell was for the chaos. See, the contrast is all the way through tells us that we'll be in unity with heaven and that we won't even need the sun or the moon because God lights it up. We worship Him. Everybody is, gets along. Our bodies will be made perfect. No more old ailing knees and bad eyes. No more hard of hearing. No old age and wrinkles. You don't even have to take Botox for it. He'll fix it all. No surgeries. No tummy aches. None of that stuff. But the reverse side of hell is that it's cold and it's dark. Even though it's full of fiery flames. Because God is not present. So I'll go back to where I started for you to answer. Why did you come today? What were you looking for when you came? Why did you come to this church? You see, God has a reason of drawing you here and wanted you part of the unity of His Spirit today. It's about Him, not about us. No matter what it is, we're just all parts of the body, but it's one body. And it is that Spirit that lives in you. You make the choice of whose spirit lives. Ladies, not a, not a hit, okay? But you can't have two wives in one household. I don't care what them Mormons says. They're crazy. You don't believe it? Talk to some real Mormons. They build a house for each wife. They don't go all in the same house. It ain't going to work. You can't have two wives, guys. And gals too. You either have the Lord in there or the devil in there, but the two won't coexist. They'll fight all the time. 
constantly. Been there, seen it. Not too wise. But I've been in the office setting. Bunch of guys had one female working there. We introduced another female, and the peace and harmony left. Because them two, a cat fight, is right. Except when they were both mad at all the guys. There was peace and harmony, even if they were upset. And ladies, y'all just happen to be the one God gave as the example, okay? Because it's with all of us. If we can't have unity, there will be discord. You can bet on it. And the devil is going to be right in the middle of it. If he can do it in a church, it just tickles him to no end. Fervently pray. I'm going to take you back and close with this. Look back at Ephesians of what he says. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul's word comes straight from the Lord. You can see the wisdom in that. What happens when you don't put your marker back where you were? You had to turn to it. When he says, read that again to the closing. He said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called with all lowliness gentleness, long-suffering, and bearing with one another in love. That means we get along. Not for us to get along, but to allow Him to work through us to get along. For that unity in everything that we do. It's not just a church, folks. It's about your home, between a man and a woman, married, it's about a family. It's about then the church, then your community. It extends all the way up and down. Can y'all just imagine what our government could do if they came in unity? We've seen it. How do you think this nation got born? How do you think World War One, World War Two, were successful? Because there was unity. To defeat what? Evil. Our nation again, our world needs Christians humbling themselves before God in unity to defeat evil. What a difference it'll make in our lives currently, our children's lives, grandchildren, and generations to come. Unity of the Spirit. Our unity. I invite you to have by your head, close your eyes. I'm done.